Hey, backseaters. Welcome to This Week and Don't Make Me Come Back There. That made it sound it was like a news report. <laughs> Welcome to This Week and Don't Make Me Come Back There. We bring you highlights from the Charleston Ravens. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a team, right? That used, probably Something used to like be. That. Yeah. Welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There. We are a funny podcast about family. My name is Dustin Nickerson. I'm a stand-up comedian and the host of this podcast, and I am alongside Stephen English. Yeah producer of this podcast and also a stand-up comedian and we are in easily our fanciest most desirable location yet i remember yeah which is uh a <laughs> 2009 dodge caravan not any 2009 dodge no, no, caravan no, 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 no. my yeah. 2009 dodge caravan <laughs> Two hundred thousand miles on this thing right here i feel like i'm in nickerson fantasy camp this right is now. it the like only I'm... thing that works in this van is the engine <laughs> Literally yeah. nothing. Now you see that? Yeah, CD you see player? that deck? Yeah, the, the, the deck is pushed in somehow. I'm not sure how you did that. I Kelly Blue booked this recently. Yeah, it said it was worth three hundred dollars. <laughs> it should have just said LOL. <laughs> it should. <laughs> it's. Like, it, I started asking how many bumper stickers do you have because maybe those are worth something. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do you have any change? Bush Cheney. We haven't seen that in a while. That's three twenty-five. <laughs> That's vintage. Do you have any change in oh, the cup okay. holders? Because I might. Funny you say. I thought about this the other day when I take this vehicle to Costco yeah. and I make a Costco run. Yeah. And I unload everything that I just bought into the vehicle. I've doubled the value <laughs> of the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to six hundred because it ain't cheap to go to Costco. No, 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 no. <laughs> Especially with nine kids. Okay, <laughs> people do that. What do you got? Nine kids, three. It's you have a barely compound. Above, um, he lives in a compound. Let's stop this. <laughs> let's stop this. Most of them are well fed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Only though, only three are feral. So we are in my van. This is the van that really my kids are never in this van. I keep the car seating so I, when I'm driving to L.A. I can carpool because no <laughs> one's going to pull this over. No, no, no. It's minivan, tinted windows. If you're alone in this van, something went wrong. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now you're just hurting my feelings. <laughs> Guys, uh, we have a really fun episode today Yeah. with a one Brian Bates. Brian Bates is a stand-up comedian based in Nashville, Tennessee. He uh, was opening for me uh, at Skyline Comedy Club last weekend when we opened this, and uh, or when we recorded this. Uh, you can find Brian on the socials at Brian Bates Comic. I'd spell that out, but oh no, you you never. There, sometimes you can do Brian with a Y, so I'll spell right. Brian B R I A N. Brian Bates Comic. Uh, that's his Twitter handle as well as his Instagram handle. Uh, you can uh, track him on the socials that way. And uh, very funny comic. Uh, we hung out a bunch uh, together while we were in Appleton, Wisconsin, because you might as well spend time with somebody <laughs> while <laughs> yeah. you're out there. Yeah. And uh, we recorded in the comedy condo, which is somehow our first episode that we've ever done in a comedy condo. It won't be the last, I trust. It's a really fun episode. We talk about comedy. We talk about family we life. We talk about being single versus being married. Um, relationship dynamics uh, with you know his parents and all kinds of fun stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and be sure to check out all, all of his comedy online. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's really it's a fun, unique episode um, that anytime we can bring people into the world of uh, the road life as a stand-up comedian, I think it's a win. And this just doing it in a comedy condo yeah. uh, just could not be much more. We're going to get murdered. Somebody yeah, just yeah. pulled up next to us in this van. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We were in a parking lot of a closed... I don't know if you just heard that, but I locked the doors. A closed AT&T store across the way <laughs> from the in La, Jolla. La Jolla. In the <laughs> nicest area in San Diego. Way better Get than down. any neighborhood That guy's going to hit tennis balls at us. <laughs> 
Um, you know, uh, I hope your January is off to a good start. Yeah. Mine uh, is off to a pretty good start. I've been good, man. I've hit the gym uh, four days so far this week. Got mm. home, boom. I've swam, mm. uh, played basketball. We still have to do our swim. We're supposed to have a swim race. Yeah, a well, swim race. <laughs> a swim race. <laughs> uh, and I've played basketball. Yeah. I've lifted weights. Yeah. Uh, and I've swam. You must have done that at like, what, four or five different locations? Yeah, no, one place, buddy. You know where you can get that done? What? <laughs> the San Diego Croc Center. <laughs> I absolutely adore the San Diego Croc Center. Yeah. Uh, if you are in the central San Diego area, then you got to check it out. Uh, membership is so reasonable price-wise, uh, especially for families. Uh, all the amenities that you could want out of a fitness center and a recreation center, it's all there. Uh, plus, they have the two hours of on-site play care. So you can go check your kids in by a well-trained staff that's going to watch your kid while you get your fitness in and get your exercise in or not. You can do whatever you want. Well, yeah. I didn't swim for two hours. No, of course not. I swam for half an hour. You're not Aquaman. You know, <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. You can get information uh, at SD, as in San Diego, sd.crockcenter.org. That's croc, K-R-O-C, sd.crockcenter.org. Um, be a part of a community uh, and that's bigger than yourself. Makes a difference in the community. Reach all your fitness goals. Great classes there. I highly recommend a Les Mills body pump class taught by a one Melissa Nickerson Monday and Friday <laughs> at 9 a.m. So check it out. Yeah. Enjoy sd.crockcenter.org. So uh, I've been good. I've been good. It's hard. To, I didn't work out on the road, but it was uh, honestly, it's like sometimes you just go to cold places and you're just, you're just not motivated to do anything. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Multiple you, times. You in Missouri my life. years. Missouri, Maryland, Korea. All cold. <laughs> is Korea places. cold? Korea. North Korea borders Russia. Oh. Like, and not Russia even. Russia is like half the world. Russia is so big. Yeah. So I think a lot of countries well, border but, Russia. But yeah, but all, yeah, the cold ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cold ones. Yeah, the cold ones do. India. It's right. very cold. It's very very cold. Uh, the top. Uh, and it's yeah. There was a week in Korea where the the high was three degrees. No, that's not enough. It degrees. won't do. That's not enough degrees. There's too little of degrees. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Like I like my degree. I like my weather. Like I like my boy bands. Ninety eight degrees. Oh god. <laughs> Weren't we talking about Chris Kirkpatrick last week? I, he's, yeah. It's so clear we are like 2000s, We're just early stuck. 2000s pop culture guys. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it was it was funny when I got there. I don't, you know, I'm so growing up in Seattle, it's not cold. It's yeah. rainy, but it yeah. doesn't get cold. Um, so I don't know if you do this now from San Diego. When you go to a cold place, you try and sell yourself on it. No. You're like, I well, see, I'm not used to it. <laughs> So I walk outside of the airport. And I was like, oh, it's crisp. Oh, the air is crisp. <laughs> you use like vaguely positive words. Oh, sure. the air is real crisp here. Yeah. And then the wind hits your face and you're like, there's no God. Refreshing. There's no God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like kicking the icicles off my rental car. <laughs> oh, this is a new thing. Yeah. Isn't this an adventure this that is... we're on? <laughs> this is just I'm slumming it up here with the folks. This is really special. And it's we went like uh but then, like, I get in the car and I turn on the radio, and they're like mocking me because, like, hey, we got a warm front coming. It's gonna get to the mid thirties today. Yeah. Apple. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I left my tank top at home. <laughs> yeah. ah, I should have brought my clubs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Crocs. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good time, and uh, for the most part, we like you just uh, the app. The folks in Appleton were unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, really great crowds. Like, um, 
um, yeah, anyone who came out to those shows, thank you so much. It was really, it was a great time. And it was one of those, like, clubs that, like, they didn't have food, so it was eating in the town, but they didn't have food. Uh, and so it was all just, like, snack food, you know, oh, that okay, they served yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching, like, the, you know, the staff, like, vacuum after, because all these people had spilled the popcorn and their snack stuff. And I just kept thinking, you know what these people need? A munchie mucks. <laughs> I, I even got you, you on, got that, me one. on yes, that one. Yes, 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 yes. That's oh man, I was literally like, okay, where's okay? Dang. Oh, when dang, I can get you're getting you, good. When I can get you on the munchie mucks, I didn't even write that down. You're that getting is, good at oh, these. Oh man, let me tell you guys. You know what, Stephen? Why don't you tell us about munchie mucks? I will today? tell you about munchie mucks. I've known munchie mugs since the inception. I went to high school with. Just the, tell them about the product. I don't well, know what he asked for the back. I'm giving nobody like asked for the Wikipedia story. page. I'm giving yeah. the backstory. This is this is the Facebook feature where it <laughs> says like, here's the history of the relationship. <laughs> tell me about the munchie mug itself. I'll tell you about the munchie mug itself. It is the best snack cup on the market. Spill proof. Only ho- only truly no spill snack cup. It catches not just the big stuff, but also like the little crumbs mm-hmm. and the dust. You know, a goldfish and graham crackers oh, kind of yeah. turn to dust. It catches all of that because it's two layers of. Uh, uh, overlapping fabric. It's nice on the hands. Let me ask you some questions about it. Oh, shoot. Uh, is it okay for the environment? It is fantastic for the environment. It's good for the environment. It's fantastic. It's actually positive for the environment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lorax approved. How do you, uh, how do you, how do you clean it? Top rack dishwasher. Top. Unbelievable. Yeah. And are there varieties or can you only get it in one way? Oh, <laughs> Come on, guy. Talk about varieties, two different sizes, ten different colors. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get a discount on it if you're a listener to this podcast? You know, normally I would. I, normally I wouldn't do this, but just because uh, I'm feeling <laughs> in a good mood today, if you guys go to the website www.munchymug.com, m-u-n-c-h-i-e-m-u-g.com, and use the promo code "Don't Make Me," you'll get. 25% off. 25% off. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give him 50. I was going to give him 50, but I didn't want to get high. You'll get 25%, 25% off and free shipping. And free shipping. Also, if you guys have not already uh, given us rating and subscribed, please do so. Um, whatever app you're listening to, there's an option that you can give reviews, and I would we would love if you would do that. It would yeah. be so special to us. And uh, like, let me read a couple of them right here. We have this one from uh, So Many Kids 83. That's one of ours. Hopefully, that's not the many as many kids as they have. Mm-hmm. Because that's Dustin, an orphanage. Dustin and a... his guests cover a wide range of real life topics each week. If you're not listening regularly, it's time you question what you are really doing with your life. Mm. I highly rec- highly recommend this to all my friends and family for a good laugh. Hashtag Munchy Mug. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first time a sponsor ever made it in here. <laughs> uh, I'm living uh, funny and relatable. I'm living the mom life of three. My husband makes fun of me for listening to a podcast because it's such a millennial thing to do. But he'll ask me to put this one on. Only finish episode four. Get, come on, Eken 2. Uh, need to prioritize the show to catch up. So, you know, these little things hurt. Uh, someone said 49er Bear King. Uh, my sides uh, hurt so much from laughing. All these little things. Uh, we really are so appreciative of our community yeah, that engages with definitely. this. Um, on Instagram, send us your screenshots on Tuesdays uh, that you're listening to it, and I'm happy to post those. Uh, I am at Dustin Nickerson on Instagram. Also, you can tweet at us at Don't Make Me Pod and shoot us emails of guest ideas and topics that you'd like us to cover. We are Don't Make Me Come Back there at Gmail. Dot com. We love you all, Backseaters. Thank yep. you so much for being a part of this community and taking part of this podcast with us. Enjoy this episode with Brian Bates. We'll see you. Don't make me come back there is about as nomadic as podcasts as it gets. What's nomadic mean? Uh, we travel. You know, like uh, nomadic people, they're in a different place. Oh, uh, nomads, time. yeah. 
I don't know if you studied that growing up in the South. Already, we're 10 seconds in. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Can we start over? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was being honest. I didn't know what nomadic meant. <laughs> I think that uh, one of the great ongoing bits that Brian rates, and I have, uh, is that Brian just assumes that I think everybody is a dumb redneck. I don't Who, assume that. You say stuff like that. Well, because now that I th- know you think it, now it's funny to say. Now oh. it's now it's very satisfying. Don't so, pretend yeah. like it's. Of course, you, you don't do. know what nomadic means, because you know, and it's not. That's not accurate. Well, I mean, it is accurate. I don't know what nomadic means. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just playing dumb. <laughs> it is also accurate that you don't like the South. That's not. That is wholly inaccurate. I I like the South a lot. You bring it up a lot. Well, with you, absolutely. I have to. Um, I'm just. That's uh, so nomadic. We travel a lot, and that's what our podcast does. All right, we listen. We 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 have recorded in um, hotels, um, many green rooms, mm-hmm. uh, many different living rooms. Stephen and I's living room many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have recorded in multiple vehicles. That's a, that's a thing that we've done. Moving, and, uh, one moving. The one we did with Tim Hawkins, we were in a moving vehicle. Oh, uh, man, that's a bus. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, like no, no, that wasn't driving. <laughs> no, that wasn't name drop. <laughs> that wasn't on the Hawkins bus. That was when we were in an SUV going from Sacramento to L.A. Okay, and his brother was driving, All so right. we did that. And uh, now I can't believe this is the first one, but this is our first comedy condo (laughs) we have talked on this podcast a lot about comedy condos because as you know as a as a comic it's a big part of our life and it's really honestly i wish we could do them all here (laughs) this is an above average comedy condo i know it really is isn't it yeah what what makes a good and bad condo well uh cleanliness i would say is number one for me no stains i don't see any stains anywhere yeah they're usually uh from the decors from the 1970s, mm-hmm. and so are the stains. Although, you, <laughs> although that's uh, better than when you see the, the fresh stains. <laughs> I'd rather see a 1970s stain than one that's still damp. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> it's the grossest word you could have said. You sit down and like, what's that? Oh. I was like, oh, okay. And then you check the website to see who was here last week. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> oh, that, I know whose dampness I'm sitting in. That is the life of a road comic where you're just like, uh, at least it's an old stain. <laughs> yeah. You look at the refrigerator and there's food that's just been there forever. Yeah. There's this. I was looking in your uh, um, I was looking in the uh, cabinets here and yeah, uh, they have like fresh granola it's all labeled and stuff it's all like they're trying Mm -hmm. i feel like they're trying to make comics be better yeah and there's there's canned goods up there (laughs) when i first got here because we're kind of in a remote area i was like this is kind of like one of those apocalyptic movies where you break into a house well you had to walk through the snow yeah and then you see what they have because i was looking at all the cans and like all right (laughs) i can make this work if i'm I'm stuck here (laughs) I guess, I guess they really do, you know, Appleton, Wisconsin, in the winter, they have to presume there's always a chance you could get snowed in for a while. I guess, it's, yeah. You always have to be ready for that. Now, I wouldn't know about that over at the Marriott. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How's your swimming, your heated pool going? <laughs> I don't have a heated pool. I have a, a beautiful river view, but I don't. <laughs> that, again, the record show, I had every intention of staying here. 
Well, why didn't you? You, I don't act like, don't play naive. Well, uh, all right, I'll answer that question then because you're the headliner. No, because the club said we only want one. I said, well, stay at the condo. I'm happy to stay at the condo with Brian. Yeah. Uh, it's great for me just to be among, you know, the civilians down here <laughs> with you. It's good for my brand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just so people know I'm not above you. And, um, and then they, last week they emailed me saying, uh, hey, actually, we only want one person staying at the condo. Uh, so we get you the hotel. Why didn't you say I'll take the condo? Well, let's be reasonable here. (laughs) (laughs) There's a class system here, folks. (laughs) Let's don't kid ourselves. I'm Uh, I'm here now recording, and we're gonna watch football here. Thank you. You're very welcome. It is the better football watching setup, so that's for sure. Yeah, I yeah, I've stayed in much worse condos than this, and uh, it's clean, and everything is is here, and uh, and and the Wisconsin folk have been real nice. Yes. Have you played this? There's a um. This is an interesting thought to me because I there is like there's a there's a southern hospitality, mm-hmm. but I feel like people in this part of the world are more genuinely nice. Well, I don't see that's you putting <laughs> down the south again. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Folks, I just he's doing it right now. No, this is meant more to be a compliment to uh, to the Midwest folks, particularly Wisconsin. Are these folks not way friendlier than most humans you interact with? They're very friendly. I mean, we just went for a nice walk along the Friendship yeah, everybody Trail. Everybody said hi. And everyone said hello. And I'm wearing, we're wearing Titans gear and Seahawks gear yeah. in Packer territory. Yep. Every single person said hi and nice. How are you? Yep. All those things. But I think people in the South do that. I don't know. I don't buy it. Well, okay. Let me see. One of us is living the South all our life. <laughs> one of us is a West Coast elite. <laughs> wonder which one would know see, more. You're, I think I think that you're acting from the place of ignorance because you said just a few minutes ago that you don't know anything about the West Coast. I, I do. I, I mean, that that's... Am well, I all you need to know? I don't know anything about West Coast comedy. That's what I said oh, as okay. far as... Uh, I know about the South and the Midwest mm-hmm. and... And I don't know about West Coast, and, and I realize the difference that you don't know about us good folks here. Because the other day you're like, here's what a sign of a true road comic. You fly into the city, and then you get your rental car, and you're driving around. I'm like, well, Dustin, a real road comic drives to those places. <laughs> you don't fly first class Delta, no, no, and then no, go to the Delta Lounge. <laughs> And then have your driver pick you up. I'm like, wow, I'm a real road comic. Listen, these Munchie Mug sponsors that we've been on the podcast have really taken us to the next level. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, but I don't <laughs> know about. <laughs> uh, it's not my. I'm geographically further. Away. I have driven to many gigs, just not out here. True, but when you're in the Midwest, out in the South, the Midwest, you can drive to a lot of places. You can be a true road comic. Well, Nashville, you can drive to a lot of them too, right? Right, because Nashville's right on that cusp of, like, you can get to. Like, uh, there's a decent amount of states that you can drive to. It's not like you're deep, deep south. Yeah, but when you're on the West Coast, like you said, you can't drive to many gigs west. That's pretty hard. Well, I there's no, if I drive west, I go straight into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <I go laughs> uh, the only gig I've ever done west is I did a gig in Hawaii. That's oh, as far west as we I go. can get. <laughs> here we go. I set myself up for that one. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we can. I drive a lot to uh, Arizona, Nevada, and NorCal. Those are the states yeah. you can drive to. And if you're really committed, you would go up to Oregon and Washington. But that's like that's like a 28 hour drive. So those are those are far. What would you say those the difference between West Coast comedy and Southern comedy or Midwest or? I just think in general the comics are funnier on the West Coast. Yeah, I think that they're it's just like an intellectual thing. <laughs> I just say it's <laughs> 
the comedy smarter. <laughs> I can't even finish the statement. <laughs> I can't because <laughs> it's so it's so like uh, stereotypical and not accurate at all. Yeah, I I think that uh, it's every every comedy is regional. Of course, all comedy is regional. I think it has to do with. What scene you started and what the people are... L- it's l- less to do with where you live and more to do with where you started, I feel like. But you were telling me uh, uh, other night about some hack premises that's a West Coast premise. I won't ask you to repeat what you're talking about. I was telling you all my hack premises. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go over the record. I told you uh, the act that I built after my first two years doing casinos, you know, all along the Southwest. And I was like, oh, man, these jokes got to go. But I was just learning how to be a comic. I was just learning how to do the job. Yeah, but you were telling me the other night about some premises that are West Coast premises, too, that are just oh, yeah. kind of <laughs> hacky. Yeah, that, yeah that's uh, – and well, well, let's define hacky as just something that you hear a lot. Yeah, not, yeah. not stolen, but – Yeah, but well, like there are different – like uh, like when you're in the Bay Area – I feel like every other comic has something about, you know, being in a polyamorous relationship. Like, What's you're like, polyamorous? Like, it's just an open relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it means nomadic. It, okay. in, it really does kind of mean nomadic, actually. Wow, okay. And that's just funny, because if you go... And I've seen, like, Bay Area <laughs> comics yeah. go to, like, even not, like, South... Or, like, I'm, like in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Be like, I'm in a polyamorous relationship. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? I don't... These words don't make sense. The things you're saying don't make any sense to me. And... And but like when in the Bay Area, you're like, all right, every third comic has this. So when you get to L.A., it's all about uh, like uh, commercial shoots. Not all of it. You hear a lot. It's like, mm. oh, I was at a commercial shoot. I was mm-hmm. on set the other day. That's interesting. And then uh, also uh, jokes about their psychiatrist. That's I was talking to my psychiatrist. Oh, day. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think about like for the South. What like I know in New York, a lot of comics that have subway jokes and yeah stuff like that that are very hacky. Yeah, and L.A. Way. has traffic jokes. L.A. And has stuff traffic like that. jokes. I was trying to think about the South. I mean, I feel like a lot of comics. I don't think this is a South thing. I think there's a lot of weed smoking jokes and. Oh yeah, that's everywhere. Yeah, that's everywhere. Uh, I don't know about the the South. I've heard the version of this joke about a hundred times. Of the, uh, I went into my doctor to get a weed card. And he said, why do you need this before it's legal? It's like, because I get nervous a lot. Like, I'm nervous that I'm not going to be able to get weed. <laughs> I was like, okay, I've heard that. <laughs> well, great. Laugh, it's, so. it's a great joke. Uh, the Yeah, that, that that's there for sure. Yeah. But I, I, I some of it's like, it's <clears throat> hacky is too negative a term. Well, the one thing the South has, obviously, is a lot of um, blue-collar characters, redneck characters yeah they are maybe redneck in real life but they really ratcheted it up to become yeah. a character yeah that's absolutely true and you have more jokes about uh going to church more church-based jokes not like jokes you tell in church per se but just in general right. you I know that's true. about preachers and growing up in church and all those things and those jokes work everywhere but on the west coast there's like four christians <laughs> <laughs> and thank and you like, for admitting what i thought <laughs> <laughs> Are you one of them? I don't know. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Learn no. this weekend? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, this has been about as clean cut living as a weekend as you've ever done in comedy. That's true. Yeah. I, I pick you up. We went on a walk today. We did. I don't know, across a river. What was the name of the place? Friendship Trail. Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of buddies in Wisconsin. That seems like a very California thing. Just friendship a couple of trail. Guys See, from the West here Coast. we go. Now comes your bias. See, <laughs> you're racist. <laughs> That's not even a race. Racist. I don't, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But so you, you're, you're through and through South. You grew up in the South. Yes. Where in the South? 
Uh, just outside Nashville. Okay. So basically Nashville my entire life. Nashville your entire life. Mom, dad from there. What was the, what was home life? Yeah. Like? I mean, we were talking about earlier today. We're in Appleton, Wisconsin right now. We're like, how does, how does someone li- end up in Appleton? Right. Not and in a derogatory sense. No. Just, just curious. Yeah. Just curious. And we both said, well, you're probably born here and you know, that's just the way you're laid. And who am I to knock that? Because I've done the same thing. I just right. happened to be born where I was born and I haven't left. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just what happens. I wonder what the stats on that. I wonder if most people do stay where they grow up or a lot of people leave and then come back, you know? Yeah, it's probably some of that. Nashville has so many transplants now that. Yeah, San Diego's the same way. Yeah. Seattle, too. The two cities I've lived in, there aren't. And San Diego, even more so because it's such a destination. Uh, like, it's very hard to find people that are from there. Yeah. Like, in Nashville, they call them unicorns if you. If you're actually <laughs> from there, but I am one, and yeah, so I grew up there my whole life. My parents lived just outside of Nashville, and did they grow up there too? <laughs> yeah. So, and the folks before them, how many generations Nashville are the Bates? Uh, however many there are, <laughs> 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 we just started there. <laughs> you just emerged. We just, just emerged. Popped up in, one day in Mount Juliet, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> came down from the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they all live in uh, Lebanon. Home of Cracker Barrel. What is, is that? That's like the, uh, that's like the headquarters. Yeah, I was gonna say the fact that they have a Cracker Barrel is not interesting. That's not. No, that's the headquarters. My cousin works for the, at the headquarters. My sister used to work there. Really? Yep. That's um, I don't know if I've ever told you, but like uh, Arizona is like the south of the west, and you know that because like as soon as you cross into Arizona, mm-hmm. it's all very everything changes from mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. Like, and the first thing you see is a Cracker Barrel. Like mm. it's, and they're, they're nowhere to be found in California that I can't. Well, there it, was that uh, Sasha Barry Cohen show. Uh, I forgot oh, what it's the called. new one? Yeah, the new one. I forgot what it's called right of hand. But one of his scenes was he set up these people to, he made them think there was a mosque coming to their city. And these were the most redneck people. Like, if, if I was watching, I would have thought it would maybe been in the South, but mm. it was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of surprised that. There was, it just shows there's people like that everywhere. Yeah, well, and, and, and you'll see that uh, in California, too. Like, you just kind of, once you get outside of the cities, you know, I were talking about that before, earlier today. Like, I have that joke <coughs> about Trump supporters and how, you know, regardless of where you land. I don't like that uh, when people were surprised that Trump won. Because that's very ignorant. Yeah. Chappelle talked about that on the, on, yeah. you know, he did that sketch. Like, you ever been around this country? You right. Know, like, and that I say, you know, then this isn't derogatory. Trump supporters are like Nickelback fans, like <laughs> just because you don't know any me. Like there's yeah. a lot of them. There's yeah. so many of them. And these are the people that watch Big Bang Theory yep. and love it and eat it up. And that's fine. And live your life. Even if it is an elitist standpoint when you're like, don't. It's not elitist to not like those things. Mm-hmm. It's elitist to think that you're better than people because that is what they like. And considering that's what the majority of the people like and consume and california is like that too yeah and so is washington as soon as you get out of the big cities yeah you know this is what the majority of the country is that lives outside of these major cities yeah well nashville's um not that you asked but it's <laughs> it's a uh, I'm a great interviewer <laughs> it's a blue city in a red state yeah and it's become much more atlanta's the same way atlanta's very mm-hmm. blue city in a very red state and there's a lot of that in the south yeah, but the good thing about that is you d- it does help you. You see different viewpoints, and it's not everyone's thinking the same way mm-hmm. because there's no way. And uh, where I'm going to assume in LA, p- 
pretty much 99% are anti-Trump and probably have the same liberal viewpoints. Is there... Comics that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 99 <laughs> plus 1%. Plus 1%, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where Nashville, still, the majority of the comics are liberal and are anti-Trump, and they talk yeah. about it on stage. But still, you've got your... You've got more than probably L.A., I'm sure. Well, it's interesting. Uh, well, as far as outside of L.A. comics, I mean, obviously, they're, they're what people say and talk about, and then they're what people do in the booths mm-hmm. because there's plenty of money in L.A., mm-hmm. and I think there are plenty of people that, for no other reason than the tax breaks yeah. And, yeah. And, and the Republican Party being a lot friendlier, go into that booth and vote red. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, live your life. Vote the way you want. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, w- your, your folks then have seen, I'm always interested in this, because this happened in the like the town that I grew up in when my dad moved there. I grew up just in between Seattle and Tacoma in a city called Federal Way. Uh, if you're from there, we call it Federal Way. Because okay. we're not smart. We don't know how to read the name of our city. But All right. We, uh, it was like 10,000 people when he moved there and there was like 80,000 when he left and like whole areas of like, you know, woods and forests had been torn down and put up homes. Your family even more so has to see Nashville change like great and you in your life. Yes. Cause how old are you? 47. And so the boom of Nashville has been what? Last 10 years? Last 10 years, basically, yeah. Like, I've seen, you, I think you told me this, that there's like over like 100 people moving there a day or something like that. Yeah, that's the whole metropolitan area. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy how many people are moving there. How have you seen the city change? And do you like it? For the most part, I like it. I just like, I think it's exciting. I like new industry coming there. I wish they had more comedy clubs. Yeah, you only got the one. It's a yeah. great one. Yeah, it's, it's a great club. Shout but out Lucy and um, Brian. Yeah. I don't think Brian listens. <laughs> Unless you're talking about me. No, I don't <laughs> actually listen either. So uh, I guess no Brian. That's not true. Um, he's he's being dishonest right now. Um, I like it for the most part. Traffic is getting much worse. Sure. And I know you'll probably roll your eyes like, oh, you think this is bad. but Well, San Diego doesn't have bad traffic. Okay. It's not too bad. But traffic in Nashville is getting worse. Um, it just comes with the territory. But for the most part, I like the growth and yeah i like what about your folks what do they think uh what are they like what did they do growing up and what was your home like are they the type that are like oh gosh the city it's yeah well my mom my mom lives like 30 miles outside of nashville are your folks split uh my dad passed away okay when did your dad pass he passed away in 2006 okay and he's kind of like i say inspiration for me starting to do comedy because he died in december 2006 and well, for one, I spoke at my dad's funeral, which was very hard, but I told some funny stories. Yeah. And you had I a good saw set. <laughs> a good set. <laughs> Did all right. <laughs> but I saw how humor can lighten heal and, and heal yeah. even in the in the worst times. And then in January two thousand seven and I was feeling kinda down and wanted something fun, I took Rick Roberts comedy class. Mm. So a month later I took Rick's class. And that's when I started doing comedy. So my dad had no idea. I started a month after my dad passed away. He had no oh, idea. I, I didn't know that. I even was interested in stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but um, my dad was, he had a variety of jobs, but his main job was a realtor and auctioneer. The realtor, you probably get auctioneer. That's a little different. Yeah. So, yeah, he could, uh, you know, he could do the talk. He could work a mic. He could work a mic. That's where you got it from. Well, similar, he's... Uh, a lot of people think I'm quiet off stage, but my dad was a pretty quiet guy until he would start doing auctioneering, and then this new personality would come out. Mm. 
Uh, my mom was a church secretary for like 35 years. Really? Yep. At the church you grew up in? Um, actually, no. I know that seems weird. No, but no, no. I think that's somewhat common. Well, my church... Uh, all right, here's what's weird about it. Well, I guess that's not weird. She didn't even go to the church on Sunday morning that she worked that at. That she worked at. Because, uh, but... Um, she was just very loyal to the really small church that we grew up in. Okay. And, and, uh, but some other church wanted to hire her, and they were okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So uh, she retired a few years ago, and she's still doing well. But to answer your question about the change and what she feels about it, um, she doesn't go to Nashville much on her own, even though she's only 30 miles away. But she watches the news, and I would tell a joke about how it just goes to show how television can – form your opinions Mm -hmm. she only watches local news she sees all the crime because every morning on the news they're shooting somewhere yeah she thinks nashville's just just big cesspool of crime Mm -hmm. and it's so dangerous (laughs) and as someone who lives there you live downtown i do live downtown and she just thinks that i'm just dodging bullets and it's so dangerous (laughs) and that i should it's worth it mom it's worth it (coughs) and anyone who lives there knows sure there's gonna be crime but you no one feels threatened mm-hmm. but i can't even knock her for that because we all form opinions on stuff like i feel like in the middle east like the holy lands there's places like gosh i wouldn't want to go there there's just bombs going off or whatever and yeah there's people at starbucks <laughs> so i mean all our opinions are formed by sometimes stuff that we see in the news and the media i just went to boston for the first time in my life mm-hmm. the only thing i knew about boston was movies where there's a bunch of three street thugs and everyone's yeah. kind of tough or whatever there's one genius janitor. Yeah. <laughs> but I really was like, I'm going to go to Boston. If I look at the guy the wrong way or whatever, I might get in a fight with somebody. Yeah. Of course, that's not the case. You're not going to those neighborhoods. No. My mom thinks Chicago. I don't know. I don't mean me and my mom, but we all can think this way. She thinks Chicago is just like the worst. Because she sees the shootings everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Mom, those are in neighborhoods you will never be going to. Right. As a white woman going down michigan avenue you're gonna be okay yeah <laughs> you know how to stay away from it so you're, it's just all formed by media to a degree yeah well and you used to be in tv you were a news producer right yeah so is that why you left you get tired of all that no because no, all the no, crime no. cells no 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 i was all about it i <laughs> I was one pushing that narrative. <laughs> Were you? They're like, these aren't even true stories. Yeah. You're just, just telling interns to go leads, shoot it leads, somebody. <laughs> it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Is that a phrase? Sure. Oh, my God. I coined it. Uh, no, you did. Uh, was it? Was that an industry thing? Yeah, that's an industry thing. Oh, it bleeds, gross. It leads. <laughs> oh, that's, I feel like. I feel like someone I just like learned how to people do magic tricks. Uh, yeah, I feel little, this feels. I give you a little inside tip. It there, doesn't buddy. feel good at all, though. Yeah. You, you'd want to know, but then you hear and you're like, oh. <laughs> but that's kind of a joke. That's like I'm not saying that that's. that's well, really I it's thing. funny because like with with Joel, my oldest, you know, like he'll um, oldest what? My oldest child, <laughs> my oldest person that I know. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, he, we were like in the, um, we went out to breakfast last week, me, my dad and the kids, um, and Melissa was working and then had a dentist appointment. So we just went out to breakfast and like the news was on yeah. and like I spend my whole life trying to filter the media that my son takes in, okay. you know, like you can't watch YouTube. How old is he? He's 11. 
So his whole life has been social media. Yeah, well, he's not on any social media. But, I mean, YouTube's been a thing his whole YouTube life. YouTube is the one that we're like, you just can't be on this. We just can't trust you on yeah. YouTube. You know, there's just too much. It's too easy to get to something real bad on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, trust me, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're just in there having breakfast, and the news was like, you know, just the stereotypical, you know, Dad kidnaps stepchildren, locks them in closet. Is you this know, local news. Yeah, four people murdered. You know, just my and my and and my three kids are just looking at this like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is way worse than anything. Because like these are like terrible things that happen to real people in the city that yeah. I live yeah. in. And yeah, news like that is just you. you, you in some ways, you want to shelter them. And uh, other ways you want to be like, yeah, I know this is the real world, but at the more so you're like, you know, at 11, you don't really need to know about all this because yeah. you can't really comprehend it. What's yeah, going on. I guess that's true. I was thinking because we always watch the local. It was always on and I don't ever remember being scarred from it, but maybe either they didn't talk about it as much or like you said, you just as 11 year old, yeah. just whatever. I think well, as an 11 year old, you saw those horror stories and you were inspired to go into news. <laughs> you're like, I can I can do a better job with this. I can. Maybe. <laughs> Needs to bleed and lead more. <laughs> My mom, though, um, she thinks that, uh, I don't know, she thinks, the she'll say things like, because she watched, again, watching the news, the world's getting to be such a bad place, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's a common thing for older people to say, uh, maybe for everyone to say, like, God, mm -hmm. we, you know, you can't trust anyone these days, right. just what's happening to the world. But then you read these stats where crime's down. Yep. There's less killings from mm -hmm. even decades ago. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, it's not, we see it more, but it's mm -hmm. actually, the world's getting safer. Yeah, I watched this, um, I went to this conference years ago, <coughs> and it was like a... Um, Promise Keepers? It was a Promise Keepers conference. And no, it was a, um, it was for my work, and it was, um, it was the CEO of that company, Life is Good. You know that have you seen those T-shirts? They're like the little smiley face yeah. guy. Life is good. He was like the keynote, and uh, and I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Yeah. I've seen this stuff, and I've always thought this gear is like kind of cheesy, but like I, I respect what they're doing brand wise, you know. And and he went up, and I remember he goes, you know, we are just a company that tries to embrace optimism and to tries to not ignore the horrors of the world but to embrace that things aren't as bad as we think they are. Right. And he got up, and I remember he shared, and, and um, I assume this is true, that he goes, you know, technically the world, by every measurable statistic, is better than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. People live longer than they used to. Mm -hmm. More, There are less illiterate people mm -hmm. than there used to be. There are less hungry people. Mm -hmm. Crime is down. Mm -hmm. War is down. Murder is down. Like, mm -hmm. and every we're healthier than we used to be. Mm -hmm. And he goes, that doesn't mean that there aren't still bad things in the world. Mm -hmm. But people who have that mindset of things are awful and the world is, you know, going to crap. And he goes, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just kind of inaccurate. Yeah. But I think that maybe on a deeper level, what I'm interested in is like, then why do we like that it? Why do we like what's the appeal of the narrative that it's bad? Why does that right? Well, that's a great question. I think that uh are you saying we as humans or the even the media, why do they like to put that both? Out? I mean, we we watch the media. Like if 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 we didn't like the narrative or they if we weren't doing it. Then they wouldn't be doing it. Well, I feel like that um 
it's a good sign in some ways that that's still what's on the news because that means it's unusual and rare. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Life would be really, really bad if uh, you stopped reporting on mm. mass casualties because it's such a commonplace. Right. Um, so I, I try to look at it that way. I don't know. I think we all like to... We have a survival instinct in all of us, mm-hmm. so therefore... One, we like to watch stories of people going down because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Right. And, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that yesterday with the um, with the Kevin Hart thing. Yeah. And, you know, when we, at least when we were recording this, it was yesterday that he went on Ellen and Ellen, you know, supported him yeah. and came to his corner and said, you know, I forgive you and... And I was reading some stuff on that. And, you know, I think some people had some really good, legitimate points on that where they said, you know, Ellen, this these attacks weren't against you. Like I saw one, I, I watched one video of a guy who said, you know, like these were attacks on particularly uh, African-American gay men. And so Ellen, like this isn't your place to absolve him for mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. And so that was a reasonable response. But there were still all over the comments just people who are like just hating him for the sake of hating him. Yeah. And I think their whole angle, not all of it, because a lot of people had reasonable responses. A lot of it was they just want to see him come down. They just yeah. want to see him take it down. It's the line from uh, uh, The Dark Knight about the Joker that uh, some people just want to see the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, you know what? Look at this big guy on top of the world, Kevin Hart. Let's bring him down. Yeah. Let's bring him down. And people, yeah, you want to feel better about yourself by bringing someone else down. Yeah, I think that's it. And I think also, like, um, sometimes I just think it's somewhat lazy. Like, because being critical is so easy. Yeah. Being negative is, like, the easiest thing in the world. Like, I, you know, like, having a positive perspective on life really does take work. Mm -hmm. You really have to, like, stop and just go, no, I'm going to, like, choose to be positive about this. Everything all right outside? I think that's the mailman. (laughs) Oh, wait. <laughs> I thought somebody's about to come in, but I think that was the mailman. Uh, did you what kind of mail would we be getting here in I my know, condo? That's for sure. I hope it has your name on it. <laughs> that would be crazy. Would they'd be like, did you have your mail forwarded for this weekend? <laughs> did you have something really? You're like, I got to get this out. I got to get it. Uh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I don't know. We'll go a different direction. No, uh, I was about to make a really great point, but now I can't remember what it was. Yeah? Is it? About oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Was People it about being nomadic? Choose to be <laughs> polyannic? What was the word? Uh, polyamorous polyamorous yeah um no people do enjoy it just it's easier to go negative and yeah it takes more work people say it takes more muscles to frown what is it you know, oh yeah or more muscles to smile than to frown right yeah um is that right well it's easier to frown than to smile right i don't yeah i think that's that i don't know some people it's worth it we're just speaking in in inspirational <laughs> posters right now that you would see at your dentist <laughs> you know Hang in there. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I love to bring down the next guy. Just yeah, I was going to say. Uh, uh, There's plenty of comics, which I, you know. I know. I make as soon it, as we stop this podcast, oh. I'll be going off on. Yeah, and we make it sound like you and I are these like sub, super upbeat comics. This yeah. is a regular battle for me. I mean, I think in general, optimism is very overrated. Uh, I don't. It doesn't help me in any way, but that doesn't mean like I'm a pessimist. I don't mm. think that everything's awful. I, uh, I don't work from a point of like... Uh, like uh, like oh, everything's gonna work out. Like every just like. Would you call yourself a realist? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Why do you think optimism is overrated? 
I I should only speak personally. I don't I don't want to put this on other people. Yeah. Like I think optimism can really help you get out of hard spots. Yeah. It just doesn't do anything for me. Like me assuming that everything is like going to work out or having like a really positive outlook on things, it just doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't make me happier. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not unhappy. I'm I'm a pretty happy person. I'm pretty like chill emotionally. Yeah. I have like two emotions. Like what are they? Laid back, like kind of like this, and rage. Those are my two. Really? Uh, I don't. Really <laughs> I just get upset. That's all. But the uh, uh, sorry, I'm clipping out a little bit there. Um, but like I don't know. I just I, I guess some of that is like. Maybe I need to flesh these ideas out a little more. I, I don't like um, some of it's an insecurity of where like, hey, if you assume everything is going to work out and then it doesn't, then you're hurt, mm-hmm. you know. But also some of it is I I don't need I'm going to be happy either way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be content either way. I'm going to plenty of hard things that have happened in my life and I've got through them just fine. Um, and they were hard in the moment and it's, and it's, it's the Ecclesiastes. There's a, you know, there's yeah. a time to laugh. There's a time to cry. Yeah. And, and I just kind of try and embrace each <laughs> That's season. happened this weekend during our shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you and I are on stage. The time to cry. Uh, time not to laugh is when I'm on stage for 52 minutes and everyone's like, Ooh, and we're, we'd been fine with you in the feature hole, buddy. We'd well, been. to your point about being optimistic or even positive generally speaking i do think it's a good thing yeah but i do get frustrated with people uh who either say oh it's in god's hands so i'm you know oh yeah about it or it's gonna work out but then they don't put the work in mm-hmm. you know it's almost like they're giving themselves a pass yeah like, hey it's gonna work out it's gonna be fine that's you know what that helps me flesh out the idea because what i'm saying is i don't need those things to work hard and to be happy because really like circumstances won't make you happy Mm -hmm. they'll make you sad for sure Mm -hmm. but like things going well like you know enjoy the moment if you have a great meal enjoy the great meal if you have it like healthy relationships will make you happy that's to me that's the only thing that i can really bank on and in your health and 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 positive experiences but like i'm thinking specifically in terms of like career you know because we have a little bit of a career where people set up these goals and have these vision boards and all these kind of things and i go in my mind i'm like you know i'm gonna be fine either way i'm gonna work really hard i want to control the things that i control um i'm gonna have good days emotionally i'm gonna have bad days emotionally um but i'm not gonna like set out and be like oh man i just have to um uh, you know i just have to think positively and then things will work out like Mm -hmm. i don't I'm just going to work hard and maybe they'll work out and maybe they won't. I think some of it, maybe a realist is the right word because like I know so many comics who are so funny and who have worked so hard. Right. And it just hasn't worked out the way yeah. that would seem fair. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And they're okay with that. And I don't like, I think sometimes to then look at their situation uh, and be like, well, if they would have been more upbeat or more positive thinking, it w- I think that's kind of insulting to them. That like sometimes you don't get to control the way that your career and your life works out because circumstances are outside of your control. Gatekeepers are outside of your control. Yeah. I just tried to work from a place of contentment and focusing on the <coughs> things that matter. If that makes sense, it does. Kind of a rambly thought. Name some names. <laughs> <laughs> There's this guy in Nashville, Brian Bates. He. <laughs> This podcast would get a lot more listeners if you would start naming names. Yeah. Just start bringing no, people down. I don't have any interesting names. I mean, I dropped Hawkins pretty early on, but yeah. that's only to the to the four Christians who live on the West Coast. <laughs> they really care about that. 
Uh, I have a question for you because yes. uh, you uh, you're how old's your mom? You're She's you seventy five. Your mom's seventy five. Yeah, and she, you grew up in a Christian environment. Yes, and you are not currently married. Correct. Is this a point of tension? <laughs> wow, we're getting we're just getting really into it all of a sudden. Is a point of tension for who? Well, for the for everybody involved. Like you know, there's uh there's the <coughs> pressure, Brian. You you know you're not in a relation. You're not married yet. Grandkids, all those things. I'm always curious about that because I'm not. Uh, some of this has to do, tie into the I suppose the happiness and positivity and. You know, and you're. I mean, I guess you're suggesting that. At um, as Christians, they're even more pressure to get married, have a family. I think that that pressure is always there. Right. I think in uh, Christian environments, they're even more that way. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple of good examples. I always bring up my friend Jesus. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one to go to. <laughs> uh, the Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the books of the New Testament. Yeah. Some uh, people say he was married. Some people say he was married. Yeah. Well, some people say Jesus is married. Yeah. Probably West Coast Christians. <laughs> or to guess. Gospel of Thomas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's our I don't know number. what you guys are doing That's out there. That's our number one gospel. <laughs> um, I've never done comedy in California. <laughs> Jesus was in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was a nomad. <laughs> <laughs> That's, tr- That's true, actually. He that was. part is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was good. Yeah, you, you learned a word and you put it in a sentence. Yeah. This is a big day for you. <laughs> You know, they've never been too pressurous. I think <laughs> the pressure. pressure. I blew it. <laughs> you just you gave me a compliment. Fifteen seconds later, I make up a word. Pressurous. <laughs> you should have done it with it. Like oh, a, you're so pressure. You're so pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I blew that. <laughs> um, I've never been that much pressured. I'm sure my family wanted me to meet someone and get married, but at the same time, they want me to be happy. and And I've think I've lived a pretty good Christian life, uh, yeah, as a single person. So no, I've never felt extra pressure from my family. Right. Well, even religion aside, I mean, I just I wonder, you know, as uh, like I make the joke and uh, on stage that you know sometimes. And this is coming from someone who's on the opposite end. Yeah. Who got married very young. Yeah. You know, sometimes when uh, when uh, when you get a little bit older and your friends get married, it's like less of a celebration and more of a relief. You're like, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know if this guy was going to die alone or which is a little dark. And uh, yeah. now that I'm looking you in the eyes while I say this <laughs> joke, I'm I'm think I might stop telling it. Yeah. <laughs> that one hurts. Dustin. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think that absolutely, like, it's fine to be single. It's totally fine. But I, I wonder if it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, an interesting dynamic and, and struggle uh, emotionally as friends do get married, I, you know, or to feel like you missed out on something. And you have a girlfriend now and th- seems yeah. things, to be, things seem to be going well. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of your friends have gotten married. And yeah. divorced <laughs> in that time, so that I made I'm glad you mentioned the girl. I feel like you're trying to get me to come out here live on the air. Yeah, like, <laughs> Brian, is there something you want to tell us? Yeah, Brian. No, I look at it in my 20s when I was more insecure, and trying to find my. Now you're already married when you turned 20, but yeah, I was a veteran. I was trying I was to teaching marriage find seminars my way in my 20s, and a lot of my friends were getting married in their 20s. Yeah, that was the hardest. Um, 30s, you start getting a little bit more comfortable in your own skin and mm. kind of realize who you are as a person. 
Uh, I started comedy very late in life, but boy, when I started, that's when I really started seeing the advantages of being mm. single. Married to the game. Because, well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but all, a lot of my married friends that I was starting out with, they're, uh, understandably, they've got, they can't go out every night when they're yeah. married with kids, and I Oh, could. I do. I just don't care enough about the marriage and kids. Well, that's, yeah, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> But in the South, if you're a Christian, you know, you care about your family. <laughs> so I started seeing it advantageous. I have many families. I have polyamorous with families. So yeah. I saw it advantageous then to be single. Not that I was necessarily glad or not glad, but I was like, boy, this is one advantage. Right. Um, I don't have someone that, you know, I feel guilty about if I'm at some open mic at midnight trying to get up to do three minutes. Hmm. Um. So you were able to have a pretty positive outlook on it then. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten more and more positive as I've gotten older. Now, like you said, I'm in a relationship now and that things are going well. But um, I, especially when I got my 40s, I was very content and satisfied with if I'd never get married. And we'll see what happens. But if I ever do, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Is and she a listener to this podcast? Is this going to come up? What do you think the odds are? <laughs> but you don't need to podcast. insult the podcast, all right? I mean, granted, I've insulted you uh, <coughs> and implied that you're lonely and, <laughs> and insecure, and I've disrespected the whole region of the country that you're from, but you don't need to be insulted. Well, why don't I just propose to her on this podcast yeah. and then see <laughs> if she ever finds out? We could be engaged for three years and she has no idea. <laughs> hey, honey, uh, have you listened to Dustin's podcast? Who? Oh, that's not a good start. That is not a good start. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but it does. Yeah, I'm just curious because I don't. There's no right or wrong to it. There's. I no, feel like you're implying there no, is. No, there's not at all. There's, uh, there's a wrong, and I'm doing it. Well, obviously. Uh, the crazy thing is, there's I'm no better or worse. But I will say that um, I think that, and this is a bad. This is a. Um, <laughs> I don't know if arrogance is the right word, but it's I'm uh, sure it is. Yeah, if it's me, it probably is. Man, you call you do a lot of ego checks in my life. <laughs> um, the I think sometimes the it's naivety is what it is. The naivety from someone who's married yeah. is you and 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 uh, this sounds demeaning, but sometimes you worry. You worry that somebody's lonely. You worry mm. that um, you know uh, that it's just like oh gosh, well. You know, everybody wants love and mm-hmm. everybody wants to be with mm-hmm. somebody and somebody doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that even though it might be misguided, I think that is a, a, an empathetic thought, you know, like if the other more concerning would be like, well, I got someone and they don't. That's their fault. You right, know, like right. that's I think that it's OK to just be like, hey, are you doing OK? Right. You know? And that you were working from a place of contentment is healthy, but it took you a while to get there. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's true. And it, I know it is for a place of empathy. That is frustrating sometimes. I have some single friends who have complained about married friends that just assume that they're not a complete person if they're not married. Right. I, but I never felt that way because I know that it does come from a place of empathy. Right. But I've never been someone, I enjoy being alone. I can be alone for long periods of time mm-hmm. to the point where it's probably unhealthy. <laughs> uh, Are you okay, Brian? Are you? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, no, I've never. It's never really bothered me that much. Uh, I've, I've, I like to be with someone. I wanted. It's just got to be the right person. Mm-hmm. How old was your dad when you got married, or your parents in general? 
Let's see. That's a great question. Uh, my uh, guess is they're probably my age now. Yeah, my let's see. My dad was born in 1951. How That's old not would help? No, no, no. I can do math based on. I can deduct. So what year is it right now? 2019. <laughs> yeah. So he's in his 60s. He's near 60 and 70. It was about 15 years ago. So he was young 50, early 50s, and my mom late 40s. But they're split. So your mom late 40s. So she was basically my age. Yeah. So I mean, I could have a child. That's getting married. You may have a child that's getting married. I don't know. Possibly. Well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> now, can we edit that? That's not true, folks. <laughs> that was, that's a joke. <laughs> you did because no one saw the smile on your face. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've been working the road. Yeah, my girlfriend's going to be like, uh, I did listen to the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, the answer is no because I barely have a child. Why did you want me to listen to this podcast? I don't <laughs> understand. Is dating. Uh, is the story true on the uh, that you tell of that you and your girlfriend were together like nine years ago? <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. I love that. So we had some mutual friends um, fix us up, and we went out a few times, and mm-hmm. we really did just <laughs> neither one of us can even really identify like why we stopped. Yeah. I mean, we only went out very few times. Um, I was a struggling comic then, <laughs> not like now. Not like now. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she didn't like my act. <laughs> But we want to, you know, it's not like there's any animosity or anything. So we kind of like stayed at least Facebook friends. And then mm-hmm. I would cross paths with her maybe occasionally. And our friends would occasionally just whatever. And then I was on Match. Um, so obviously I am interested in dating. You know, I was, I'm on Match. And she emailed me and said, hey, it's good to see a familiar face on here. Mm. And I looked at her profile and I thought, you know, we have more in common. I have more in common with this girl than most of the girls on here. Right. So I emailed her back and I was like, hey, would you like to go out and catch up? And she said that she didn't know at that time if it was just a friendly catch up or whatever. And to be honest with you, I didn't know either. But, right. Um, you were open to whatever. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess I did know that it was more than a friendly catch up because I did see that we have a lot in common. So maybe I should give this another shot. Mm-hmm. And, and that was about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Which... Like you said, at first sounds almost serendipitous. What's serendipitous? <laughs> Don't play these games. <laughs> Does it mean nomadic or it polyamorous? Was that, it was that movie, Serendipity. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it means something that happened from that movie <coughs> is what it means. Um, uh, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Think about serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I had a period when I was a kid. Have you seen that movie? I haven't, no. Uh, well, never mind then. Where's there... Who's in it? Is it a John Cusack, Cusack and a yeah. uh, hot girl from the 90s? I can't remember. <laughs> Fill in the blank. I can't remember. Sarah Michelle Gellar. No. Jennifer I Love Hewitt. Uh, Bill? Jessica Bill or whatever? Oh, Jessica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's who it was. Bale? Jessica Bale. Jeremy Piven. Piven. Is in it. Famous stand-up comedian, yeah, Jeremy he's Piven. his friend. Anyway, I'm not going to get into this if you hadn't seen the movie. <laughs> There's a scene in the movie where they write like a phone number on a on a dollar bill and it comes back to him like so he's making change they're trying to find each other oh, he make, he comes I back see. to him and he finds it and that's kind of serendipitous okay and then i remember I had so it's a nomadic dollar bill <laughs> yeah i had this phase as a kid where i was like i'm gonna do that not because of that movie but i really brought a b on every Even as a kid you were a full-blown adult when this movie came out i know i'm not saying because of the movie i'm just saying oh, before before the movie i would write my initials on dollar bills like every time i got one <laughs> For like three years, <laughs> yeah. And just the goal was I wanted to get one back. <laughs> it had it never happened, but 
there's got to be some of them. Oh, so you weren't trying to like meet some. It was just I want. I wonder if I'll get it back. Yeah, I just want to see if I could get my own. Never happened. Never happened. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I told that it might still happen. It could. Well, I guess you kind of got screwed when they took all the old bills out of circulation. But there's still old bills out there. No, they're hard to find, right? I guess. I don't know. Do you ever think about... I don't know why I'm going off on I want to hear all this. Do you ever think about the life of a coin, though? When you get like... I yeah. know people don't use change much anymore, but when you get like a penny or a nickel or whatever that's yeah. from 1962, think about how many hands that's changed. And kids put them in their mouths. Well, yeah. I'm not even thinking about the grossness as much as... How many people have owned this? How many states it's been in? Yeah. Famous people have probably had this. Criminals have had this. Yeah. It's probably spent years at the same place, and then it moves on somewhere else. Yeah, it could have been. What if uh, Yeah. What if one of them just, like, you know, like you said, just got stuck somewhere for, like, 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> Under a couch cushion or whatever. <laughs> Still, is there a point to this podcast? Uh, like, know. is there a well, format? There was. And okay. then you went on that tangent. All right, I'm sorry. Which may be of the tangents on this pretty tangent heavy podcast, the furthest one we've ever gone on. I apologize. You ever think about the life of a coin? <laughs> well, I guess we're thinking about it right now together in Appleton. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all right. I thought maybe you would talk more about it in the friendship circle, but <laughs> I, friendship uh, trail. trail. I saw, we saw two best buds having the time of their life out there. Ice fishing together. Oh, I two thought you were guys, talking about those women. No, two guys w- sitting next to each other yeah. on an ice bucket, like two little five-gallon Home Depot. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Just having the time of their life. I thought it was a mistake to go on this trail. For our, We were at the restaurant for yeah. our listeners, I'm sure, enthralled with this. Yeah, the Shriner Diner. And you asked our waitress, is there a trail... That we could just go walk <laughs> on by the lake, by the river. You thought you were and about to I was murdered. like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, the thing about West Coast folks is we're very cultured. <laughs> and we just know how to find the good places in cities. It was actually fun. Like, I was like, this is ridiculous. Well, Appleton is a river town. Like, you know, the river runs through the whole town. I think every town's that. I don't think that's true. I don't think rivers are as prominent as you think they are. They are in this part of the world, that's yeah. for sure. But uh, uh, it, uh, so I knew there would be something, and it was very seeing. But it's same thing. Like we, uh, I just, it, it is such an elitist standpoint of like, ah, people who live in these cities, they're unhappy, and all we get there, and there's like a hundred kids having the time of their lives going down, sledding yep. down a hill, people walking, smiling, happy. They can, you can be happy in Appleton. It was fun. You can, uh, you can embrace optimism in, in Appleton. Until you go to one of our shows. <laughs> <laughs> Appleton's a fun city, even though you don't think so. I, what do you mean? I don't think so. I took us to do the activity. I know, but the way you said that, like, hey, you can have fun in Appleton. Well, no one else was even thinking you couldn't. I'm just appealing to my West Coast listeners who think that, uh, you know, it's just a podunk nothing. They have a, uh, my Uber driver told me they had a minor league baseball team here. They're called the Timber Rattlers. Timber Rattlers. And I said, what is a Timber Rattler? He said, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a snake? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you would deduct that it's a, a snake that lives in a, a Tim- tree. Tree? Yeah. But they're the Timber Rattlers? And he said, they're fun. <laughs> I bet they are fun. Minor League Baseball's fun. <laughs> he said, they're the Brewers. Uh, 
Philly. Oh, that's nice when they feed into the local team. Yep. That's good. Well, we need to wrap up here, but before you do, could you officially propose to your girlfriend here? <laughs> I think I did that like 30 minutes ago. No, no, ago. no. You didn't actually say the words yet. No. You just got to get it out. No. Just in case she happened to be listening. I think it could be really good for our listeners. I could really it take us be. to the next level. That it would be. All right. Let's watch some football. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheir at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.